Last week on Monday, I lost 400 Instagram followers within just a couple of hours. And though I was confused and admittedly a little shocked, I wasn't ever scared or alarmed. That is because over these past few years throughout my content creator career, I have done what I can to insulate myself from things outside of my control, like this recent hiccup that we saw from Instagram last week, which I'm going to explain a bit more in just a minute. But overall today in this episode, I really wanted to walk you through how you can diversify your social media investment, so to speak, and avoid putting all of your eggs in the Instagram basket. So let's talk about what you can do as a content creator to make sure that you're protected from these weird social media outages and overall have a more sustainable and secure creator business. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Hey creator, I've got something really exciting to share with you. My brand new signature course, the Instagram roadmap is now available for instant access. The Instagram roadmap is a self-paced course designed to take you from overwhelmed and uncertain to confident and excited to create content that is going to help you grow on Instagram. I've poured my heart and soul into this course and included all my experience and expertise from not only growing my own active Instagram community of over 35,000 followers, but also from helping countless clients grow their Instagram audiences as well. The Instagram roadmap is designed for beginner and intermediate creators like you who are looking for the path to growth. In the four and a half hours of video lessons, I go over lessons like how to build a strong brand online, how to craft a content strategy that is designed for your unique circumstances and goals, how to batch your content so that you don't get burnt out, and finally, how to monetize your audience and turn content creation into your career. I'm so excited to welcome you into the Instagram roadmap. You can start learning today when you sign up at the Instagram Welcome back to the creator club podcast, everybody. Okay. Let's talk about it. I feel like we were all a little bit confused and unsure of what was going on last week. So let's talk about what went down on Instagram and what caused me to lose 400 followers and then regain 400 followers. It's very weird. Okay. So here's the situation. The messages people received from Instagram said their accounts were being closed due to them not following community guidelines, even if that wasn't the case. And this was happening to hundreds of thousands of people, like a massive amount of people were affected by this quote unquote outage, which was really just people's accounts being temporarily suspended for allegedly not following community guidelines. Now, 
this strange glitch had a double-edged kind of effect. So either you were booted from Instagram for pretty much no reason, and for people who were still able to access their accounts like myself, basically we were seeing our followers drop significantly. And this was a direct result of so many people having been suspended. So this means that about like 400 of my followers woke up that morning, opened up their Instagram app and had a notification saying their account had been suspended for not following community guidelines, even though they hadn't done anything wrong. So then all of a sudden it was like those accounts didn't exist and my follower account just dropped like a rock. Twitter at the time was full of folks posting about the issue and some were having a similar experience as I did, one account posted a tweet that said, has Instagram mass suspended accounts that just dropped about 200 followers randomly? So we were seeing this everywhere. Maybe you experienced this too. I was starting to get DMs from people asking me what was going on with Instagram. Eventually, Instagram did announce that they were aware of the issue and were looking into it through the Instagram comms account on Twitter. And soon after that, they released a statement that said, Earlier today, a bug caused some Instagram users to have issues accessing their Instagram accounts. This led to a small number of accounts seeing a temporary change in how many people follow them. We resolved the issue as quickly as possible for everyone who was impacted, and we apologize for the inconvenience. So eventually, Instagram did come around and release that official statement. Now, this is just my speculation, but this is what I think the whole situation looks like. So we know that on occasion, Instagram does do these kind of like bot culling. So they know that, you know, these somewhat sketchy accounts kind of build up on the app over time and they don't really want that. So every so often they'll go through and kind of run like a cleansing of of these bot accounts. I think that's sort of what was happening here, except for something glitched in the execution of their, their code or their algorithm or whatever they use to suspend on mass these bot accounts. And it ended up accidentally identifying way more people as bots than were actually bots. And so tons and tons of people who had not actually done anything wrong and weren't bots. They were real people were getting suspended from their accounts. And then obviously this led to a big drop in, in some people's followers. And so you may notice, um, as months and years go by that every so often you might have like a little dip in your Instagram followers. And that probably is one of these bot cullings, but you might only lose a few followers here and there. Well, it depends on your account. I'm sure if you're listening to the Creator Club podcast, you probably only lose a few followers here and there because you're probably creating genuine and authentic content that's not attracting like bots to follow you. But people that are running uh, maybe like sketchier accounts or who using like sort of follow for follow in these kinds of methods might end up garnering a lot more bot followers and therefore would see a larger dip when this happens. But of course, like I've been saying, what happened last week it, it was some kind of a glitch in this bot cleansing, I think. And therefore a lot of legit real people were being suspended. But it seems like by the end of the day, everything uh, was kind of back to normal. People were accessing their accounts. And I noticed by the evening that my follower count had gone back to what it was. 
According to the website downdetector.com, where users can report outages, there were reports of an issue starting around 9 a.m. Eastern last Monday um, on Halloween, actually, when this outage happened, and those reports were beginning to decline by noon. So the outage really didn't last that long, and like I was saying, it seems like it was cleared up by the end of the day. But, of course, whenever this happens, there's always a little bit of a concern in the back of anyone's mind that wonders... What if this was permanent? What if this lasted, not permanently, but even days or weeks or months? What would you do? Do you have a backup plan as a content creator? Let's talk about the bigger picture here. And I'm going to suggest a few different ways that you can create more baskets to put your little creator eggs in. I don't know, maybe that's a weird metaphor, but hopefully you get what I mean. Diversifying your creator business is the key to sustainability and weathering some of these changes, whether it's a glitch, your own account being suspended for some reason, or just a platform that you're on kind of slowly falling out of favor while another platform maybe becomes more popular. So let's talk about that. The first suggestion that I have for you when it comes to diversifying your creator business and insulating yourself to these strange happenings on social media platforms is to build a website. Having a website as an influencer or content creator provides a sort of one-stop shop for your audience that you can't necessarily present on social media. Websites provide you with the opportunity to share about yourself, your business, your products or services, and your recommendations, and direct them to the other areas of your business, like social media. It's the landing page of you, your personal brand, and your business, the place they should be able to go to get all of the answers. So why is a website so important in this scenario, where say your audience isn't able to connect with you on Instagram? If one of the followers I lost last week was never able to recover their Instagram account, they would know that they can just go to katiesteckley.com and I will still be there and they can find other ways to join my community through there. Or of course, you know, knock on wood, if I was to lose access to my Instagram account or for whatever reason, not be able to continue posting on Instagram, hopefully a good number of my Instagram followers would have connected with me through my website or would at least, you know, remember my name at this point after being connected online for so long and they would be able to find me through my website. A website is kind of the one place that you have full control over as a creator when it comes to Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or even being on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm sharing content on somebody else's platform. And at the end of the day, these are all private companies and they have the ability to kick me off if they want. I mean, I hope they don't and I don't think I'm doing anything that would cause that, but that is the case. Ultimately, there is nothing that I can do to like force YouTube to let me keep posting, right? But when it comes to having a website, that is your online space that you are you know, paying for hosting, whether it's through Squarespace or Amazon Web Services or whatever it might be. That's your website, that's your space, and you can control the experience 
of that space as well. So there aren't necessarily going to be ads for other companies. There's not going to be other people's content. In general, your website is the one place where you can fully control the experience of your audience and you can make sure that you get the most important info across to them without, you know, ads or algorithms getting in the way. Beyond just having that security though, of always having that home base online, Having a website is also a great way to monetize your business and potentially grow your email list as well. You can have pop-ups or email list signups embedded in your website for the convenience of your audience so they can join your email community and always be up to date with what you're doing with your brand. Okay, so speaking of email, that brings me to my next point, which is building an email list. Like I have been saying in this episode, and I've said before, and I'll keep saying it again, we don't own Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. So it's important to have a strong email list full of subscribers that you could reach out to if something weird happened, like Instagram having a horrible unexpected outage. An email list has a lot of benefits beyond it just being a safety net against social media outages. It can also help with a lot of other pieces of your business. So let's talk about some of those benefits of your email list. For one, having an email list that you are consistently nurturing and providing value to can help you build a stronger community. I have always looked at my email list subscribers as my ride or dies, those true VIPs that wanted to take it one step further and join my email community. It just seems more personal to have that email conversation, to be able to provide info and updates directly to somebody's inbox. The message is not on a public timeline or newsfeed. It's a personal message directed to my subscribers. Your email subscribers even have the ability to ask you questions directly in private with confidence. They can reply to your emails and you can have that one-on-one conversation. I find that email list replies are one of my best ways to get audience feedback and kind of do a bit of mini market research. Me and my team keep track of email list responses that we get and we take notes on what people are requesting and what struggles people are having so that I can create content that specifically addresses what my community is going through. So having an email list that again, you're consistently nurturing and sending value to really helps to build that trust and connection with your audience. The second huge component and added value that an email list has to your business as a creator is that it allows you another avenue for monetization. Of course, as business owners, we want to continue to find ways to grow our income as well as our audience. And email marketing is a great way to promote your products, services, affiliate links, and more. Having that trust with your audience that I was just talking about that you establish through your email content is really, really important. And people that are on your email list are going to most likely be the people in your audience who trust you and have the most connection with you, right? So like I was saying, these are your VIPs, your ride or die followers are the folks getting your emails. So because you have that trust with your email list audience, This is the audience that's also going to be most likely to actually purchase something from you, uh, take you up on one of your offers, look into your services, that kind of thing. And so that's why across the board, when you look into marketing studies, we find that 
email marketing has some of the highest conversion rates. You're much more likely to convert sales through your email campaigns than through just social media campaigns. And that's because people who are allowing you into their inbox, they already have this other level of trust with you. And again, like I was saying, there's less distractions in the inbox. It's a little bit more personal. So when you are able to actually get into someone's inbox and they open up that email from you, they are already on this kind of like next level of being a warm lead where they're they're more likely to make a purchase. And so that's why it's so important to grow your email list as a content creator because you have this level of security where you know that you're going to be able to connect with your audience. I mean, weird glitches can always happen, but for the most part, if the internet is still functioning, email will still be functioning. It's kind of like the backbone of, of everything. So even if your primary social media platform falls out of favor or has some kind of weird glitch or your, you know, your account gets suspended or whatever, you will still have that email list that you'll be able to contact. And then, you know, maybe if you end up moving to another social platform or whatever, you'll be able to let them know via email. So it's very important for that security. But in addition to that, even when times are good and Instagram isn't having weird outages, it's still more effective in general to market to your email list than it is to do general like blanket promotions on Instagram. So this is your sign. If you've been thinking about it, but you haven't already start building out your email list. And if you have kind of a dormant email list, start re-engaging them, start sending them frequent content. I've definitely been guilty of this in the past. Before I established my weekly creator letter, I was just kind of haphazardly sending emails now and again, and that is not the best way to keep your email list engaged and to make sure that the people who have subscribed to you haven't like forgot who you are or anything like that. So you want to make sure that you're sending probably weekly, at least monthly content to them. And that can look different for everybody. It might be kind of in a blog post format, a more personalized letter. Maybe it's content themed around whatever your content looks like on the rest of your calendar, like your social content or whatever. Or maybe it's more of like a roundup newsletter. That's what the creator letter looks like. Um, if you aren't subscribed, make sure that you go up. We'll link it in the show notes, um, but you can go sign up for the creator letter. Or if you just go to katiesteckley.com and scroll to the bottom, you'll, you'll see the form to sign up. But basically what it is, is a weekly letter that we send out that is the latest news in the creator space in the world of social media marketing and content creation. We share tips and strategy advice. And probably one of the favorite parts of our newsletter is our weekly reels trends roundup. So if you're at a loss for what kind of reels you might want to post, we share three audios and three real ideas in every single newsletter. So it kind of gives you an idea of like some potential content you could post that coming week. So that's just an example to, to let you know what the creator letter looks like. Maybe you build something like that that's similar for your niche, or maybe you take one of the other routes that I described. But either way, it's important that you are consistently nurturing that list of people that have chosen to sign up for your email list. And then they will be there through thick and thin, through Instagram outages, or through times when you're active on Instagram but it's always important to have that email list. Okay, so we've covered having a website. We've covered an email list. The third thing that I want to suggest to you that will help you insulate yourself from these potential ups and downs in the social media world is actually having a second or third social media platform. 
I normally recommend that when you get started as a content creator, and you may have heard me talk about this before, that you have two social media platforms. So in terms of like broad strokes categorization, I think about social media falling into kind of two different types. We have timely platforms and we have evergreen platforms. And so I recommend that when you're getting started with your brand, that you focus on growing one timely platform and one evergreen platform. And once you have that kind of down pat, then you can expand and start creating additional content streams above and beyond that. But it's a really good place to start to kind of just pick one from each list. So if you're unfamiliar with these categorizations, let me just talk you through it real quick. In terms of evergreen content, we are talking about content that stays fresh and useful, even if it's months or years after publishing. So similar to a forest of evergreen trees, the content keeps growing. It stays green. It stays fresh all year long, right? That's where that metaphor comes from. And so this kind of content is valuable no matter when your potential audience comes across it. In general, the platforms that I would label as evergreen type platforms are YouTube, blogging, and podcasting. Now, of course, this is a general categorization. You can have news podcasts that are obviously timely. You can have YouTube videos that are timely. You can also write blogs that are about a specific news event or timely in some way. But in general, these platforms lend themselves very well to evergreen content. Something like this podcast, for example, is quite evergreen. Even though I'm talking about a recent event, I'm providing advice that could be helpful and it probably will be helpful, unfortunately, in coming months and years when Instagram probably has a glitch and goes down again, right? So this is an example of evergreen content or, you know, tutorials, recipe videos, all that kind of stuff. No matter when somebody finds it, it can still be helpful to them. This kind of content really performs well on YouTube podcasts and blogging because these are in general search-based platforms where people might be searching for answers to their questions for specific recipes, workouts, whatever it might be. And these different platforms are good at surfacing content that relates to search keywords. So that is evergreen content. And like I was saying, I would recommend when you get started that you pick one of those platforms to focus on strongly. For me, that was YouTube. Now, the other side of that coin is timely content. Timely content is content that really only lives on a platform temporarily, like in terms of its actual function and reach. It's only really going to be experienced by your audience for a short window of time. And this content might be more focused on in the moment trends versus a topic that could be more you know, useful later on. So I would categorize the following social media platforms as timely platforms. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, basically any kind of platform that mostly functions based on a sort of timeline or a feed, that's going to be more timely content. Now, similarly to how you can create timely content on YouTube or on your podcast, you can also create evergreen content for your Instagram or your TikTok, meaning I could create a reel that's like a tutorial on how to pose in photos. And that's going to be relevant now. It's going to be relevant a year from now. But what I'm talking about here is more so the function and the form of the platform itself. So on Instagram, people mostly engage with content that has been posted in the past 24 to 48 hours. They open up the app, they tap through stories, 
These are by their very nature timely. They only exist for 24 hours. But even if I scroll through my home feed, this is mostly going to be content that's been posted quite recently. And even if I go into the explore page or the reels page, I might start to dip into stuff that's maybe a week or two old, but for the most part, it's not going to be anything that's like from months ago, right? Whereas if I go and search on YouTube, I can easily find stuff from months and years ago. So that's what I'm talking about when I mean evergreen and timely. It's not necessarily about the specific posts on the platform. It's more about the way that people use the platform. You can post evergreen or timely content on any of the platforms I've discussed, but it's more about the way that it functions. So going back again to my overall recommendation, I think it is effective to have one evergreen platform that you focus on from the start and one timely content platform. These can work together very well in harmony because you can use your evergreen content as your sort of cornerstone content, the backbone of your social content strategy. And then you can create timely content based on that cornerstone content. So for example, you might put together a really high value podcast or YouTube video. And from that you could develop, you know, three to five pieces of social content for Instagram per podcast or YouTube video. So that's why it works really well, nicely together when you have one of each of these platforms. I could talk about social strategy when it comes to pairing your various platforms together for a long time, but let's bring this back to what this episode is about. And that is insulating yourself against strange social media changes or glitches or outages. The reason that you should have a second or even third social media platform is so that you have a bit of a backup in case your main platform fails you in some way, in case there is a weird outage, in case your account gets suspended, whatever it might be. Just like having an email list, this is a secondary home for your audience. And it has the additional benefit of when everything's functioning well and there's no glitches and nothing's going down, you give yourself another opportunity to grow. For example, if I had only ever focused on Instagram, I never would have had the opportunities for growth that YouTube has given me, which has really moved my business and my brand forward. But of course there's a balance. You can't just post everywhere all of the time, you'll burn yourself out. And you know, it's just not realistic to do that. And that's why I think it's good to pick when you're getting started, one evergreen platform and one timely content platform for you to share content on. And then, you know, let's say Instagram goes down one day, well, you still have a connection with your YouTube audience and vice versa. And it just continues to give you more opportunities for growth and can feed into a more sustainable and integrated content strategy as well. So hopefully by now you get my point here. The idea with all of these methods is to find different ways to communicate with and to sort of provide a home for your audience online so that you're more or less covered if one of these Instagram outages becomes a bit more permanent. For the most part, these things happen for a day or for a few hours, but it's always good to be conscientious and protect yourself from weird things that you, you can't anticipate. Even if it's just, you know, Instagram slowly losing popularity or Facebook slowly losing popularity or whatever it might be, you're giving yourself another opportunity to keep your business growing. Now, I guess I should just like knock on wood here and say, if you ever see me disappear on one of my main platforms, just know you can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, 
obviously here in your favorite podcast app. And you can also join my email list. Like I said, the link will be in the show notes. I send out my weekly creator letter that provides weekly reels, trends, current news in the creator economy recommendations. And of course my social media tips and advice. So go check that out. And of course you can always hit reply to that email if you have any questions or recommendations. And as always, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the creator club podcast. I hope that it was helpful for you on your Instagram journey. And if there's anything I can leave you with, it's just try not to stress out about it. Don't freak out about these changes, these glitches, these outages. They are normally very temporary. And if you put in place all the recommendations that I shared in today's episode, you're going to be all right and you're going to keep on growing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.